Welcome back to the Big Boys Podcast. Join us this week as we turn up the heat. Red Heat, that is. The underrated action classic starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jim Belushi. Hope it doesn't get too hot for you in this episode of Big Boys. Prepare to be mesmerized and or mortified. Well, what's happening there? Old Souls here had him something that. You son of a... Ah, yeah, clever. Kind of soft and only like in one ear. I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Look at those boys, ain't they? With Brian Hickey and John the Great. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another beautiful, fantastic episode of the Big Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hickey. With me, as always, is my cohort in all things podcasting, the man, the myth, the legend, finally wearing a set of headphones, Sir John the Great. Hey. John, what's new with you? What's new with your junk? Uh, well, the the most new thing, I guess it's not brand new. Uh, we were discussing this previously. Is I've been getting into Charles Bronson impersonations. That I don't know. I guess because I recently watched Death Wish and Death Wish Two, and the remake with Bruce Willis. Oh, really? That's another uh, thing for 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 another point. And I just so happened to see one of Jim Carrey doing Charles Bronson back in In Living Color. And it was hilarious, yeah. you know, especially because, uh, like, you know, his oh, he face is one, like, yeah. yeah, made of, you know, rubber. So he, like, literally, yeah, yeah. like, becomes Charles Bronson. And that what makes up for anything his up, voice yeah. lacked, which, which his voice was good enough. You got who it was, but, like, his face was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely Charles Bronson. Like, like I could yeah, use yeah. ID photo. Well, he does, um, Maybe it's actually uh, Dirty Harry he does as Clint Eastwood. And what is it? He does Bruce Clint Almighty? Eastwood. Does he not do Charles Bronson as well? I can't remember. I, I definitely have seen him do his Charles Bronson. And it's like, oh, that is. No, no, he on. does. He does Bronson. Yeah. Or get my camera yeah. adjusted here. Um, he, he does a ton of them. Like if you watch his old stand up, he does a bunch. Maybe of that's what so- it was. Yeah, like some of it's not really all that relevant anymore, like James Dean and some of them. But oh, the, you mean the things he was doing thirty years ago aren't relevant to today? I mean, they were barely relevant then, considering James Dean was big in what, like the late fifties. But yeah, but actually, I would I would argue that James Dean is uh, timeless. I mean, as long as that uh, that <laughs> that fucking painting existed of him, uh, whatever the the diner with James Dean, Marilyn Monroe. Uh, oh yeah, that's a. Uh, a kid I, I isn't there, I think. Everybody has a copy of that one. I can't remember the name of that painting, but yeah. Yeah, it's usually uh, that painting and then offset by the dogs playing poker just to kind of balance the room out. You know, something yeah, well, that's the really difference. sad of all the people that died too early and then dogs playing poker. So what fun. Speaking of dogs playing poker. I hear that, yeah. Stupid dog in the background. One of them yeah, must be so losing. I'm doing, yeah, exactly. Must have went all in and lost his hand. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm just giving into it, man. Like I, I'm keeping my window open because I know last time I recorded, I had to kind of dip out early because, well, one, I was getting over being sick, but then also like this room gets unbearably hot 
without any fans or uh, windows open. So I, uh, I, I met, you know, I'm meeting halfway, no fans on, so you can't hear that. But you're going to hear um, some dog yapping in the background, even though supposedly no pets are allowed on this premises. So, yeah, but, you know, I mean, everybody yeah. always fudges that stuff. Especially yeah. in this day and age, you've got the emotional support animal. Which, oh, buddy, not dogging anybody yeah. that really needs it. And I'm all for pun avoiding. Intended. What's that? Is it pun intended? <laughs> Actually, no, I'm glad you caught that. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, and, I, you know, I get it. Some people may really need it. And for the, the rest of us, I'm all for avoiding your pet deposit and pet fees. I'm all for that. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, <laughs> It's, it's it, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like people that the, they use that to get around like too many rules. Like you said, there's no pets allowed. Oh, it's an emotional support animal. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and the one that Honestly, bothers me, I don't, is yeah. there's I'm no not even dogging the person. Yeah, I'm not even dogging the people that have a dog over here because I don't know. They might actually be the property managers for all I know. Yeah, but, um, what I guess I'm really actually dogging is the lack of air conditioning. Yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. I'm not all that surprised. There's some people, they're part of our trivia team. Now, they're a bit older. They're probably closer to our parents' age. They lived in California. Now, it's been a lot of years ago. But they were talking about when they lived out there, their house didn't have air conditioning. Yeah, which it's, again, it's fine if you have a window open, but it's not like, Yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to say the exact neighborhood, um, but uh, it's Los Angeles. There's very few neighborhoods out here that aren't that don't sound busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not it's not where you keep your window open. It's all the sweet, serene sounds of nature outside, you know, wafting into your 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 bedroom. No, no, no. It's all sorts of madness. And it's I'm not surprised. You know, I mean, where I'm at, it's not near as big as Los Angeles. And uh I feel like there's always noise going on outside, some commotion. Yeah. All right. Well, so before we start drifting too far, what 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 motivated you to check out uh, Death Wishes? Um, I think one night I was just browsing and was like, "Oh, Death Wish! I I've never watched that. Charles Bronson's classic. I should watch that." So I did. And then you know, a few years ago they made a remake, and so that got me interested. I was like, "Ah, oh, let's watch the Bruce Willis remake." And then, of course, then you end up watching Death Wish 2. We'll see. Eventually, I'll probably go down the rabbit hole for Death Wish, like, 3, 4, 5. But I know they really start going off the rails, like, you know. Uh-oh. We may have frozen. Stand by, everyone. I don't know which one of us is recording. Because, actually, I want to frame this photo. Oh, man, too bad. We're going to take a picture with my phone. Are you hearing me? No, no, I was talking the whole time because I don't know which one of us. Yeah, I know. Which one of our voices. It's clearly me. Okay. Yeah. It's clearly me. Um, Spoiler alert, my internet is shit. So (laughs) So I wanted to have a little something to fill the dead space. So I I had running commentary going. 
Well, I think think it's going to have me trying to talk over your running commentary. Oh, that's the one thing being captured is the audio. And so we're both just talking in a mess. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't know. I'm not in the playback, but like, even though I am the one cutting out, I'm also the one who cord button. So it's, you know, gonna, well, actually, I don't know, because it's recording to a server and then I'm downloading it. So, you know, time will tell. Anyways, so you, Surprise, uh, viewers. you got motivated to watch. Yeah, you got motivated to watch Death Wish, um, which eventually, you know, having our way, I'll uh, eventually become the, uh, the, the woke Death Wisher. You know, yeah. was the pun I was making, I guess, when I froze. Um, but all that's all that's aside. We're not because we're not uh, reviewing Death Wish, which eventually no, we're gonna have. We to. have an even better movie coming. God damn! You know, it's uh, much like much like when um, I find myself trapped in this room with uh, no fans or air conditioning and windows closed. I find myself turning red with heat. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do know. I know exactly what you mean. Much like uh, our, our our protagonist uh, Danko in uh, in our our film that we're reviewing here, Red Heat. He in the first scene, it looks hot as balls. Stones are you know on dude, fire. Was that a prison? We're in a sauna. Or was that no just idea, like dude. a that, Russian like bathhouse? I guess it was supposed to be a Russian bathhouse, but it was like <laughs> yeah, it looked like it took place in a fucking cave. You yeah, know, like they're all because at first yeah. I thought, oh, okay, this is like a Russian prison. But then there were like naked women and and that and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, just, I was kind of like, man, this prison's awesome. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 I go to prison. Go to Russian prison. Yeah, I yeah, from, learned there. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it was wild, man. I couldn't grasp much of anything in that first scene because, like, I guess the way that like it's shot, like the guy who you you find out and. um you know, in the next scene or whatever is his partner in the in. I guess is, is it still? Cons- Dude, watching this movie made me realize like I don't know shit about Russian politics or government. Is it because this is? I want to say shortly after fall of the Berlin Wall, right it's before the fall. Oh, is it? When the Berlin when- Wall? I don't think fell to like eighty nine or ninety, and this movie came out in eighty eight. But I thought that's why when he. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. At the end, when they trade watches, he said, "Oh, this is a twenty-dollar East German watch because the wall, like, it's still divided by the Berlin Wall." Oh. See, I don't know things. I do not know yeah. things. Um, but I went off on a whole tangent there. Um, but yeah, uh, you you get confused because like the way that it's like uh, captured with uh, his partner wandering around, his his partner in the uh, in the in the ca- the bath cave, the sauna. Uh, you know, prison. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Did you not get the impression that like, oh, this must be the antagonist. This must be the guy that uh, Schwarzenegger is like trying to find. I'm not even sure I noticed that that was the same guy, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, oh, I guess like Schwarzenegger is like uh, under like playing a double agent maybe in this movie. Like, you know, he's part oh, of the Russian government. But, yeah, exactly. Like, but he also secretly works with the American. Nope. None of that. It's 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 a vendetta film that uh, relies very. It, it almost forgets about like the fact that it's a vendetta film. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He he hardly he hardly mentions. I don't even know if he mentions his partner being dead when he makes his way to America. It's almost like he never existed by the time he got there. 
Yeah, he doesn't really mention it a whole lot. He uh, the only thing he is he's just focused on catching Victor. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it just they obviously this is like the leaning in heavily into the the buddy uh, cop drama trope or whatever you know the uh, two opposites you know. Yeah. Or as far as like the Grand Theft Auto Vice City uh, best fake commercial ever is the yuppie and the alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's essentially. What this that just reeked of this to me, you know, you got John or I'm sorry, Jim, not John Belushi, who's, uh, you know, just cynical. Not Jim, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. But John. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he's a cynical uh, Chicago cop. And then, you know, Mr. I guess played by the Russian rules, which are, you know, from the context of this film, no rules at all. Yeah, uh, you know, by the book, Russian cop with a heavy Austrian accent, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's it was just as jarring for me to watch him try to do like a play a Russian as it is for him just you know being like, oh yes, I'm John Smith from you know from Arkansas or you know wherever. You know, it's just as jarring as like because he's so well. He's first and first foremost, he's such an iconic figure in the culture. Like you know him, and he doesn't do. Like, it kind of seemed like at some point he was trying to, like, drift into a Russian accent. Almost kind of like, you know, uh, just a generic white guy putting a, you know, an Inye on everything with an R. that says, yeah, like, oh, I'm, I'm speaking Spanish. But I'm kind of, I was actually impressed with this. I mean, granted, obviously, I'm not an authority on the Russian language. But, like, I, I mean, the, there was quite a few segments of him actually speaking Russian. And, like, like it, no, I, no, 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 no. I that, was kind of impressed. Like, it, it certainly could have been worse. Like, you know. Of course, like, well, that's not what I'm saying. It's not the fact that, like, I, I believe that he's speaking Russian. I believe he, I don't know anything about it, but I would even go as far as to believe he knows how, like, he is fluent in Russian. Like, he's such an intelligent guy. That's not what we're saying here. But, like, his accent, you yeah. know, is still heavily Austrian, you oh, know. Yes. The, I was thinking about that while watching it. And uh, the only thing I can really think is it was the 80s. Number one, nobody cared. And, and two, like... It was a pre-internet. <laughs> it was pre-internet generation. Like, you know, like uh, that information. I don't think was just right at everybody's fingertips, like it is now. To look up, be like, what do Russians sound mm -hmm. like? Like, you can Google it in the palm of your hands nowadays before you even leave the theater. You know, whereas back then, maybe if you were sure. somebody who kept up with the news, you saw stuff because it's still cold war so maybe you saw some stuff with russians but back then all you the, knew was hey we have this stern looking guy with a goofy accent that's a russian like sure yeah. except there were movies before this that like even from the american conception of what a Ru russian sounds like has been made beforehand like when i saw this i was like oh why didn't they just i mean obviously i know the answer to the question is well arnold schwarzenegger is a bigger draw but why wouldn't they get Dolph Lundgren? To play this Russian. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Yeah, they had already had on screen, uh, quote unquote, Russians before. So, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, Lundgren isn't he like Swedish or something? Uh -huh. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? Like, just our American perception of what a Russian sounds like might even be jaded and skewed. But like, also for what you're saying is like, oh, nobody really knows what it sounds like. Lundgren's one, you know, example of. We kind of do, or at least what our American take on what a Russian sounds like is. But also, like, every other Russian character in this movie sounds a hell of a lot more Russian. 
than Schwarzenegger does. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Like the main villain. Of course, he yeah. mentions being so, well, and that's another thing too. Of course, now we're really getting into a con- uh, a conversation about language development. But you got to think at this time it wasn't just Russia; it was the Soviet Union. So that's going to be all the other now independent countries that were part of that. Like, uh, oh, I'm okay. I thought I froze up for a second, but um, you did. Uh, that's going to be like Georgia, Ukraine, Romania, all those Eastern Bloc, the Baltics, you know. Right. So all those so are going to be slightly yeah. different accents too. It's not all just like one, you know. Uh, I can't think of the word, but like a, a monolith. There we go. Yeah. Ooh, big words coming from yeah. Soros. All right. Well done, sir. Well done. Yeah. yeah um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Another uh, history lesson here that I'm asking you to inform me on. So the Berlin Wall, you said, didn't fall until 90. Is that correct? 89 or 90, somewhere in that ballpark. I would have to Google to be sure. I, I'm leaning toward 89, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, on a different note, the Soviet Union. When did, when did Stalin die? When when did the Soviet Union fall? Stalin died in like the fifties or the sixties, but the Soviet Union no. lived on. You had other leaders such as uh, I don't know if he was a leader, but he was certainly high, high up there. Leonid Brezhnev, and then obviously Mikhail Gorbachev. He was the leader at the time of the fall, which you know Reagan's famous speech, "Mr. Gorbachev, bring down That's the, the man, wall." Yeah. yeah, that's the man I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Shows how much I know about history at all. Um, so yeah, that's uh, so. To make it clear, though, this was still very much during the USSR. Yep. Yep. Fall of the Berlin Wall was 1989, and uh, end of Soviet Union. I think it was 92. Before I look, am I right? Uh, Come on, yep, big money, big eight, money. Collapse of the Soviet Union, 89 to 92. Yes. So basically oh, from the fall of the Berlin Wall to 92. Damn, son, look at you. Uh-huh. Like you're, you're almost like Orville Ward over there with your, you know, but less history trains. of trains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, less trains, more Russians. Yeah. Good on it's you, like, man. <laughs> like, oh, here's my 100 years of the Soviet Union video. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just tapes and tapes of the USSR. John's apartment there. In a case we have any history buffs out there, yes, I'm aware the Soviet Union wasn't around for 100 years. We were making a joke. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. They, I don't think <sighs> it was established till yeah. the 20s uh, after the Russian Revolution. Oh, wow. Yeah. In Soviet Russia, 100 years comes before you. It comes before you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this movie, I just wanted to make that joke like every yeah. fucking time there was something weird going on in screen, you know? Yeah. Like, in uh, Soviet Russia, you kill bullets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love how they fit in the Dirty Harry uh, Magnum revolver at the end, though, and Schwarzenegger's just handling it like a boss, you know? Yeah. There's so many references to, once again, like the pop culture this time that, like, I mean, I got the Dirty Harry thing and the Magnum 44. But there's yeah. so many like pop culture references that uh, Jim Belushi makes in this movie. Like I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, like the guy that he, you know, he they make their first bust or whatever with um, Larry Fishburne, not Lawrence at this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he uh, 
he pulls his gun on the perp and he goes like, you look like Marvin, Marvin Hagler. I lost money on Hagler, which I'm sure is ha 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 hilarious. Everyone gets that in 1988. Who the fuck is Marvin Hagler? Um, yeah, I think that's just a, the same thing of like dated references. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, he's an American professional boxer. Oh, OK. He lost, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But it says he was the oh. undisputed uh, champion of the middleweight division from 80 to 87. That's a pretty good run. Seven year reign as an undisputed champion. That's pretty good. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, yeah, it's a good amount of time to, to be a winner before you're, you know, you get hit the brain and the part of the brain that forgets what legs you know, do. Maybe exactly when you came up. <laughs> Uh, when you get robbed a payday loan store, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing I like about older movies, older stuff is it's like, sometimes you got to look up those references and you learn new stuff, you know? Well, we are, we are in your realm of, of novelty and expertise here, my man. Cause there's so yeah. many. Yeah. But, um, uh, before we dive even too far deep into that, which we're almost already 20 minutes in, but, I think now is a good time to take a uh, an ad break and hear from our new potential sports, uh, sponsor, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, which did you get the the script I sent for you? Um, I did. Um, I want uh, um, <clears throat> uh, you to read this, or I'm sorry, our our sponsor uh, ad reader, who sounds a lot like you doing an impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger, okay. to read this uh, for our new uh, product that we're um, promoting here called. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's cum gutters. <laughs> you gotta kind of get the accent going here. All right, again, sure, uh, sure, sure. So I'm gonna try and do a good one here. You know, all right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you tired of climbing up ladders to clean those clogged house gutters? Well, fear not. Introducing cum gutters. The revolutionary solution to keep your home gutters clear and flowing and free flowing. We'll do that line again. The revolutionary solution to keep your gutters clear and free flowing. Just as I maintain my body, calm gutters will maintain your house. <laughs> That's right. It's me, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm going to clean your gutters just like I clean out all the fat on my apex body. You're going to be fucking ripped. Do that line one more time. Thanks, Jim. All right. You're going to be fucking ripped, Bennett. You son of a bitch. Arnold, could you take the uh, Bennett, you son of a bitch, like the, you know, the historic line from uh, your movie, The Predator? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I see. Yeah. I mean, I see. Uh. You're going to be fucking your, yeah, okay. Bennett, you son of a bitch. Perfect, perfect, Arnold, perfect. Continue. No more struggling with leaving debris. Now with the, now with the new and improved calm gutters, your gutters come to see you with the ease of two claps thanks to our breakthrough mechanical science. Who is your daddy and what does he do? He breaks his back with nonsense of yesteryear. No, not anymore. Thanks to calm goddess, you're now just two claps away from having your gutters self-ejected onto your lawn. 
while you and your father light stogies and laugh at little girly men on ladders come on ladders come godless. <laughs> so get to the chopper and come get a set of very own calm gathers at half off for this Memorial Day weekend. But hurry now, this is exclusive. This offer won't be back. This offer won't be back. So get to the chopper. Um, I'm sorry, jumped the line. Come gutters, because nothing beats a good pomp and coming all the time. I'm so sorry, Maria. Come back to my come gutters, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, perfect, Arnold. Perfect. Great Thank reading. You. And uh, we we just so we just got word you are canceled. I uh, just felt when I saw this, I felt it was really fantastic. And I felt like, you know, maybe this kind of uh, ad spot had exactly the kind of comedy that I was wanting to offer. You know, I didn't want just roles for my body. So I thought maybe if I did this, it would just be a fantastic job and, you know, add to my repertoire of work. work. It's like the kind of comedy that would make you uh, feel like you're coming back for more all the time. Just has you feeling like you're coming all the time. If That's me coming. It's the best (laughs) feeling in the gym. It's the pump. <laughs> oh man, you get, so, was, you get so pompous about your pump, yeah, Arnold. Yeah, man, that was actually kind of hard, like trying to actually act that and like try to maintain. I had to like kind of move the earphones a little bit so I could hear my <laughs> impression a little better. <laughs> you know what you did? I I I think our audience will agree. You 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 did uh, old Arnie justice. I think you know. Thank you, thank you. I I hope so. Uh. Some of the words in there, yeah. I was trying to recall like stogies. I've definitely heard him use that word enough that I'm trying to like recall like how oh, yeah. he says it. Like, yeah. I thought you did good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think you, you did the man proud, like his pecs. And all the uh, the pecs and tits that are in the opening scene of this film, as we mentioned earlier, man. Okay. It's just. Uh, Do you think that was a body double for Arnold? I don't think so, man. On, on the like, yeah. basically on the ass shots, dude. Honestly, I think um, just because I'm thinking of the Terminator or T2, like you know, he's got so many different movies where, he, uh, well, actually, those are probably the only two I can think of, and this <laughs> movie where he's walking around, you know, butt ass naked. See, he's got like he, such a particular body. When know. the first Terminator came out, he wasn't really a superstar. Like, yeah. He'd done Conan. He he was starting. He was up and coming. But Terminator's what made him like he's here to stay. And yeah, and so and he just looked like he was playing like another turn. Like he looked. I thought like in the like oh he's just doing like his rush his idea of what a Russian agent is just the Terminator speaking Russian now because like the way he scans the room it's very much like the Terminator you know it kind of was and I thought a similar thing like it, but especially because at the time it was that very stoic. Russian, you know, no emotion. We take care of business, you know, like kind of. So, honestly, that's actually another reason he was probably perfect for the role. I mean, he was he was good. He was all right, you know, like maybe not perfect. I, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't watch any movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the lead in and think like, well, who else can do this better than Arnold? Because it's it's the the question is moot. You know what I mean? It's not like it. the movie is always, you know, filmed for Arnold, regardless of what the part is. You know what I mean? It is. Uh, it's not like he's going into being, you know, this is not a deep 
dramatic retelling of uh, historical events. And, you know, most of the movies that he's, I can't think of one, actually. You know what I mean? He's always being Arnold Schwarzenegger, the action star. It's not him getting lost in character. It may not count, but he did a voiceover as a historical uh, as a historical figure for a documentary film Ken Burns did in the 90s. That may be the closest he's gotten to that kind of thing. But yeah. That is, yeah, hands down. What is that from? What, what, I'm going to have to, it might be in an Abraham Lincoln documentary. Uh, but yeah, he was a voiceover thought, for, yeah. Obviously yeah, not I mean, Lincoln, but that would have been awesome, though. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Like, yeah, a nation divided against itself cannot stand, you know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely threw me for a loop when you said a Ken Burns documentary. Uh, you know, those aren't the two pairings I would put together usually, unless it was a Ken Burns documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, uh, you know, uh, Ken's, Ken Burns never misses with his doc, so I'm sure he found, like, you know, an Austrian guy or somebody, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, he, the voice he was doing, it was like a German figure or something like that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it it wasn't just like it was like Frederick <laughs> was Douglass. Fucking, and, you know, or something. <laughs> I was going like, say yeah. the same name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking it up now. I'm trying to remember what it was, but uh let's see. 90 um Lincoln. Yeah. So it was it was John G Nicolay who I want to say was a German uh immigrant. Yeah, he sounds German as fuck. Nicolay? Oh, yeah, he was a German-born author who was uh Secretary to the President of the United States at the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so with the exception of one Ken Burns documentary, one voiceover that, in a documentary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't. I haven't seen. I'm, I'm going to even put some money on this. I don't think you have either. We'll we'll put that as a, the Lincoln documentary. Yeah, you have no, seen no, I haven't. I've seen Ken Burns' Civil War documentary, but never that one. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm still right. So, so uh, with the exception of this one documentary that neither of us have seen, it's mostly <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, the action star. Yeah, not to digress, that was just a good time for a fun fact. But yeah, yeah, it's usually yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the, the obviously. Especially by this point, late 80s, coming to 90s, like the movies were for him. Like he's the leading man. Like, yeah. I would say that it, that definitely continues even to, to, to today, you know, whatever he's doing. It's always, yeah, it's always surrounded by Arnold. True. That, You're seeing yeah. him take a little bit more uh, risks on certain roles, though, like when he did Maggie a few years ago. Hmm. Did you see that movie, Maggie, that he was in? No. It was all oh, right. Was it, was, that, uh... it was him and Abigail Breslin. Okay. I remember he, seeing previous for that or something. He plays a father, and I guess it's like a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, and I think she is like slowly being overtaken by like whatever zombie virus is in the movie. It's been a while. I'd have to watch it again. But it's a little bit more hmm. dramatic type role. Okay. You know, uh, and and from what I've read online, he did it for uh, zero fee. He he literally took it just because he loved it so much he wanted to do the project. 
was just, it was almost like coming for him. It was. It, it, it was like it was it was like the pump in the gym. So so you see he's he, he's coming in the gym. He's 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 doing movies for free. So imagine how happy yeah. he is. You know? Yeah, we weren't uh, in danger of being able to monetize this podcast on YouTube right now, but Tell for me. sure, if we, <laughs> I yeah. would say if we if we had the green light, this would for sure the amount of times we've said coming and tits. This particular I don't know though. I mean, you can watch the Bobby Iron documentary on YouTube, and that's where he literally says it. So, <laughs> yeah, touche, touche. Yeah. That'd be my argument if we uh, had to appeal it. Yeah, which that seems like a headache and a half. Just going through yeah. that whole process of <coughs> of that. Back on topic. What what did you think of old Jim Boy Belushi's? Uh, I, I thought it was good. You know, honestly, I really enjoyed like, again, I'm not trying to sell this movie as like, it, oh, it should have won an Oscar, you know, but I mean, for what the movie was, I thought it was well cast. Uh, we could, we could talk about Schwarzenegger's accent all day, but like, I mean, like he, he definitely played a no nonsense, you know, punch, punch or shoot first you know, ask questions later guy, like very well. And then he did so too, without having to have his heart softened by kindergartners, like one particular movie where he started out awesome. And then, you know, it's directed by Ken Burns as well, right? <laughs> yes. Ken Burns presents <laughs> kindergarten. cop. <laughs> There's one what right there. And it's told a documentary of like a hero cop, an Austrian immigrant. Yeah. Who won the hearts <laughs> of yeah. an entire elementary school? He was concerned with their daddies and what do they do? Jesus Christ! But to say that didn't sound like a dog. No, it sounded like a DoorDash guy. I guess. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and you know what? It's just the the magic of Murphy's law of uh, yeah. anything that can go wrong will like. Yes, there's usually some uh, noises outside, uh, but the, the moment I decide to start recording, when they all just uh, they all huddle in masses to directly behind. Oh well. Yeah. So 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 back on uh, on subject here. So Belushi, mm -hmm. like yeah, like I I don't really I, I'm trying to think of the word here, but like I thought he did. To me, it was a little different than a lot of other Belushi roles. He wasn't. Like it was funny, but he wasn't as like goofy. You know what I mean? Like, no, I thought he played it pretty, pretty real. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, I don't think there is a, you know, with the the what I've already laid out about like Schwarzenegger's can always just be Schwarzenegger or whatever movie he plays. So there's not you know any point in getting lost and like dissecting his acting and anything. I'm like attributing to a character. I thought you know, Belushi did a a great job. Um, you know, I thought everybody did a good job. You know, performing their roles. I just thought the 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 writing, I almost felt like in the third act of the movie, like it's it's almost like the writers were even like, all right, well, I'm tired of writing this too. Let's just end it. You know? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> like Jim Belushi's character just does like a fucking 180 at the last minute, and you're just like, uh, I'm. I think he even literally says, I'm tired. <laughs> like yeah. you just just kill him. Yeah, there was one point in there. He was like, I'm sick of this whole thing. Like, like yeah. yeah. Well, oh, well yeah, said, that was what yeah. was it when he was like, obviously, this is some Russian stuff I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. He might as well look directly in the camera and go like, ah, 
It's already an hour and 30 in. Just do the damn thing. It went crazy <laughs> like, the end, like with them being like playing chicken in the bus, you know? No, oh, it was great. Yeah, I, I wrote that down too. I was like, man, Schwarzenegger screaming while uh, you know playing chicken is 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 a treat that I will forever cherish. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I watching this movie half the time. Like, I feel like every like fifteen minutes, I was kind of like, hell yeah! Like, why isn't this movie bigger? Why isn't it? Why wasn't it easier to find to be able to watch? Like, you already know how I feel about Raw Deal being an underrated Schwarzenegger film. Like I'm gonna have to put this one in the same category as underrated. Like why? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 it's. Um, I hate to keep continuously using the word bonkers, but like it is. Uh, you know, it's but it's in a good way. Like it's you know, every 15 minutes, as you say, you just kind of like, well, what's happening now? Yeah. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this seems to come out of left field, but let's yeah. keep going with it. All right. Like, you know, the whole shootout, which I didn't really quite grasp why um, uh, Victor, uh, the the antagonist, like, uh, betrays his, uh, Elijah's uh, men in the hotel or whatever. I'm but, still uh, not 100% sure why, what they were doing together, but, you know. I don't either, man. Like, I guess that he was there, he, they were protection for him, and like, you know. And maybe like do like a percentage, like a cut of whatever. Were they like helping him get it out of the country? Is that what it was? No, because maybe I don't know. Because then why would he betray him last or betray him last minute? Because I I, I feel like the betrayal basically came down to well, he had that briefcase of money. I think he was going to basically going to blow him away, take the money, and also at that point it was kind of like Moby Dick, where like he was just overcome. By his vendetta between him and Ivan, and so it would like really wasn't about anything else anymore, other than just like sticking it to Ivan. Yeah, sure. But then wouldn't he still want them alive to help them kill Ivan? Or I'm so, like, I'm, you mean Danko? Yeah, yeah. Schwarzenegger's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't he still want Elijah's men to help him finish the job rather than? <laughs> You know, betray him as, whilst they're getting ready to, you know, when he, he sent them in the wrong room intentionally. True. And but- that where, where, where is the prostitute? And they blow away her, her John, which when I was kind of a kid, it was like the logic of this of this girl. of like, there's so much, you know, there's so much gunshots going around. Like, what's going on? What's going on? And she chooses to, to, to like to follow the other guy with a gun like. And then it's like immediately surprised again that she finds herself in more gunfire action. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe go away from the guy shooting. <laughs> yeah. Like just run. Like you don't need. Yeah. Just run. Yeah. So why is there so much gunfire here? Oh, the guy with a huge Russian pistol. I'll follow you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that would keep American me away. Pistol, yeah. By the way. Oh, was it? I had never seen that before that. Uh, whatever one that was issued to him in Russian and Russia. Oh, maybe you know, it had like a weird. It. You're talking about the hotel, maybe. right? Yes. That was when he was using the gun Belushi gave him, the Dirty Harry pistol. I thought he used. I I don't think he. I thought he got that confiscated after the hotel thing, and then he was given the Dirty Harry pistol. No, the hotel was like right at the end. Uh, he, remember he he shot the assassin in the hospital. That turned out to be. Oh, you're right. Dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I swear when you see the first scene of the nurse in there, uh, 
killing that guy, that's not a dude. And then, and then when he oh, shoots him and the wig magically falls off, I swear they switched actors. Like, really? No, I just, I mean, maybe it's just because, you know, you're, you've, we grew up watching movies. Like, the, the trope was just like immediate, like, as soon as, like, she was hitting on a you know a blonde nurse that was you know assassinating so i was like okay well that's clearly a you know a just because i know they're gonna land that joke where it's like Belushi's gonna be like what a fella yeah. oh no so he shoots her and that's when uh dude and peter boyle too yeah all right like this movie had a good cast yeah dude. that's when his character comes in uh, I need to do better at remembering character names and not just like, oh yeah, Schwarzenegger and Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah same um, here, came in and and confiscated his weapon because he was like, how did he even have a gun? I guess he was supposed to turn that over at customs or whatever. But and so right. that's when they go back out and he gives him that revolver out of the glove box. Yeah, but I don't know why like, you're just keeping it, a. Yeah. 44 magnum revolver in the glove box and like you know yeah like the, and i hate to really just keep on harping on it, but like again i think all the acting is great and uh you know the with like uh the la- exception of the laughable like uh sound effects of, of people getting hit oh you know, those like, action sequences were great yeah yeah honestly it's kind of one of those things like coming from a sound guy you see a lot of stuff like that kind of movie tropes and and punching is another one of them that that's overdone all the time. Like Indiana Jones, love those movies, but in some of those, it's literally sounds like a, like, like, like a whip crack or something. It's like, like as they punch it, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, if I got hit in the face and that sound came out, I I wouldn't be angry at the guy who hit me. I'd be like, never heard that sound in my life. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What are these magic fists? <laughs> yeah. So, because, yeah, there was one scene that I really noticed it, too, where, like, the, the punches were, like, louder than the gunshots. Yeah. It's just fantastic, man. Yeah. yeah. So, and, but, but that's kind of one of those, It's I guess the term is hyper-realistic, where it's nothing like real life. But if you watch that movie and there's not some sort of, like, sound when somebody gets punched it kind of you're like whoa you know you're expecting to hear it even though it's not yeah, realistic yeah. uh but but that being said you're absolutely right they these were a little over the top yeah which i mean with the exception of that i was going to say that i think you know the directing and the action sequences are all great um you know there's for the with the exception of like um one guy who gets shot and then like, you don't see the the squibs come out but in the next shot they at least show like blood all over his uh his face um the guy who's uh jim belushi's partner i can't remember his uh character name either uh, oh but, yeah uh, like, yeah look, when he has his little like wrist gun which apparently holds like seven shots mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I was going to say, like, for the most, like, I'm just nitpicking there, but, like, the action sequences are great. I just think the the writing in here, and I hate to use the word lazy, but I think it was just tired. Of, like, they set up, <laughs> they would just set up a point to just kind of like, oh, shit, I guess I got to close. Like, it just felt like, it was like, and again, maybe it's at the time of, like, being aware of, like, the, you know, the classic 80s action trope of, like, oh, you know, this isn't going to work out. You know, like, with Peter Boyle of, of uh, telling, uh, um, Larry now Lawrence Fishburne, that like oh there's this is a you know this is a win win situation there's no way this is going to go wrong I'm like 
what? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, you're just talking about sending two renegades, which I think he almost outright says, you know, like he's a loose cannon at one point. I was like, oh, they said it. They said the thing. Like, usually you just allude to it. I think he outright called him a loose cannon. Like, oh, there's no consequences to this. And then, you know, yeah. 20 minutes later, he's like, I was wrong. There were consequences. How could, who could have saw that coming? Well, it was a little more, it was like, he said that in the beginning of the film, and then at the end of the film, well, not the very end, but towards the end, it was like, I was very wrong about the downsides. I feel like somebody already had that line in mind, like, that'd be a cool thing, and they wrote around that. I feel like that was one of those things where they already had that in mind, like, how can I fit it in? Yeah, but, like, the thing that he was considering the downsides were the things that he accounted for in that earlier speech of, like, there's no downsides. He's going to make havoc. Yeah. yeah, and then like, oh no, turns out not. Yeah, turns out he did exactly what I thought he would do. Yeah. There were downsides. Yeah, I just basically it was like exactly what I thought would happen happened, but now I just have a different outlook on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, basically, like Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah. Peter Boyle's had this whole character arc that was never seen on screen. <laughs> like he was just became a changed man in the span of forty minutes that we never saw. We just see changes. This is mine. Same similar to Jim or Jim Belushi of just like, eh, just go ahead, <laughs> just <Yeah>. just <laughs> fuck all justice, just kill it. <laughs> you know, uh, I see on on here too another great point. Um, yeah, did it ever say what Larry, not Lawrence Fishburne's, like what who he was? Was he just like the the office kiss ass or was he internal affairs? Like So I don't think he was in internal affairs. They never said anything about it. It seemed more like he was just kind of like, yeah, chief, whatever you yeah. said, like kind of guy. I guess he was uh, yeah. Uh from what I can gather there, because yeah, it really confused the hell out of me. I guess he was just a superior and I don't know how the chain of command works and like what's greater, like latoon like captain versus the lieutenant versus sergeant, whatever. But like I, I think he was just like one rung above um, Jim Belushi's character, but not necessarily like because he was writing reports on him, and then giving. He it to seemed the yeah like he was more office oriented, like he wasn't really out like hitting the street and interviewing witnesses and running down bad guys. He seemed like he was more like uh, uh, yeah, he was painted as more as the Poindexter of the of the precinct. That, you know? What what's the word here basically? But more more. Uh, administrative like yeah except he was on that bus with uh belushi or whatever he led that bus right and yeah. so like and that's also the other thing too of like where i just felt like the he'd say again lazy writing of like what was the what was his whole personal beef with like it just seemed lazy that oh he just doesn't like jim belushi's attitude like but why would he feel like you know like he got a personal victory from uh Pellucci not being on the case anymore or whatever like you know what i mean like don't aren't they after the same fucking thing you know what yeah. i mean like it's just like oh well this like we need some kind of conflict here let's just write this in with no explanation yeah oh oh yeah this guy's not his friend i forgot so uh yeah well yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> even though they were kind of bond they were bonding on the case being thrown out like 20 minutes earlier yeah i thought what's his name uh, the his wife Gina Gershon dying kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, it definitely did. Every, like there was so much stuff that happens in this movie that's off screen that you just yeah. Kinda, well, I guess that's the thing now. Well, okay. You know, well. in a way, I'm going to choose to believe it this way. 
that could be kind of cool because it treats us, the viewer, as we're the police officers in a way of like, oh, we weren't there when it happened. Why did it? Oh, we don't know. Now it's part of We got to figure it out. And like, yeah. I mean, technically, by the end of the movie, the case is never solved. Ivan just finally kills Victor and all right, cool. Yeah, he's close. Literally, yeah. Back to Moscow. Five minutes later, he's in Russia, you know, stomping again. Yeah. With a giant cigar. Like, yeah. In that same bathhouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With another conspicuous looking partner that you think is going to be the villain of the next movie. That is the the guy that he's forgetting that he's avenging. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I don't want to give viewers the wrong impression, but like, I, I really enjoyed watching this. Like, I, like, I, I don't, don't know why I, I've been I, sleeping on yeah. it so long. I don't want to, want to give the impression that I hated it because I, you know, as no, I no, keep on harping, I love some nutty fucking films. I love, yeah, yeah. I, that's what that's what draws me to it is that there is like, well, it feels like there should be an answer for this. No, we're not going to get it. Oh, we're just going on to the next thing. Yeah, get, I guess we're, Gina, Gina Gershon's dead. Yeah. yeah, Gina Gershon's dead. Peter Boyle I, and Jim Belushi are just tired of this fucking movie. Let's end it. Yeah, I think a lot of that is just to show, like, what we already know. Like, uh, Victor's a bad guy. Like, so we didn't yeah. really need an explanation of that. Oh, he killed his wife or whatever. Like, okay, uh, now I really hate this guy, you know? Yeah, and there is once again, yeah, just just uh, rolling back to when we first meet Victor. Um, maybe it was just like I watched a version that had like bad subtitles, but um, what like he said something about uh, like one of his brothers, I guess, or whatever, like one of his guys he was in cahoots with with a wooden leg was like, I and he was talking to uh, to Russian uh, Schwarzenegger. And I think he said something along the lines in the subtitles, I got his partner in the leg or something like that. And then Schwarzenegger beats his ass and yeah. tears off his, his wooden leg and, you know, knows that. Then. In Soviet Russia, Coke is in wooden leg. <laughs> Coke Unbagged, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Unbagged, just like, you know, if someone says, like, he went outside, like, oh, snow. <laughs> like yeah. just patted it. <laughs> um, I don't. Rem- I, I would have to rewatch. I don't remember the exact line, but yeah, it does seem like that kind of came sort out of nowhere. Like, oh, he's just going to beat him up and prove that they had something like cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, I can't get over the fact that like it's just loose cocaine in this wooden man's leg. <laughs> yeah, it's not like bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like his nub is like. Yeah, I, I get it. They're in like cold weather in Moscow, but like at some point, I got to assume that his nub kind of sweats and like gets in the cocaine. <laughs> like, yeah, and if you buy any, you, you you have to bring your own. Like they just open it up and you like scoop yeah, some out. Yeah, like, they measure. Yeah. Bring I'm just picturing a guy like now carrying it in his shirt. Like, <laughs> thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> thank you, comrade. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you, comrade. Yeah. This cocaine will be excellent, yeah. snorting good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only we only able to sell cocaine when my brother is too tired to stand. Oh, I'm like, sorry, he I'm will sorry, not get conv- Cocaine. 
We only sell cocaine. Cocaine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What a nuisance for that guy, though. Too. Every time he has to make a sale, he's like, all right, somebody hold, let me hold yeah. somebody <laughs> for, for balance. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not out there the one having to sell it. Hopefully he's just like the smuggler. Because that would be terrible if every like 20 yeah. minutes he was having to like, all right, here we go. And then he was like, all right, did you, bring, yeah. did you bring a spoon? Did you bring a scale? I don't have any of it. It's just loose. Like, you yeah. know? Yeah, no pun intended, but it just seems like they're leaving so much money and coke on the table. They're just loosely putting it in a wooden leg. Yeah, the last like customer there. Exactly. Sorry, man, I'm yeah. out, but you can lick the inside of my leg if you'd like. There's still some <laughs> on the leg. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we froze again. Oh, there you are. Okay. I was about to say, well. Uh, yeah, I froze again, so I didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh, you didn't hear my but joke about you bring the, a whole the leg? meeting to the... Uh, I mean that I just assumed it was something probably along the lines of like bring a new meeting to a DOS boot. No, I was saying like yeah. uh, with the loose cocaine in there, you know, uh, the last customer of the day, you can just be like, "Sorry, man, I'm out," but you can lick the inside of the leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, viewers, for making but you hear you know. that twice, but yeah. No, no, no. Maybe it was worth it. It might have been worth it. We don't we don't know. Maybe, maybe you know? it was funnier the second time. Let's say right in or yeah. 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 Let's say right in or leave us a message at Big Boys Pod Spot or at uh, Spotify's for podcasters at Big Boys Pod Spot. We won't know for sure. What they truly you know? think. Yeah. You know, it's not like we got a whole bunch of Jim Belushi's walking around here and telling everyone what they think of uh, you know, Chicago ladies knockers, you know. I wish we, we did. We don't have that. <laughs> yeah. do, do you? And Jim Belushi to come I in. I mean, hey, uh, all right. Yeah. yeah. Entertaining, but I don't know how it would really help us improve our, our podcast. And then I'm like, you know, Joe Schmo thinks somebody's tits are great. Like, I don't know how that helps us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's that help me? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My electric bill. Uh, good good to know. know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. guess I'll be on the lookout. If I'm ever yeah. in Muskogee, <laughs> dude. I need to look up too. I'm glad. I'm. We 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 covered it a second ago about uh, um, Schwarzenegger's gun. And what was the first gun he had? I didn't know. I feel like that's something made up for the movie. Like I did not recognize what that was. I don't know. I, it definitely seemed. Like I just assumed it must have been like a you know a Russian engineered manufactured uh, pistol because like yeah it definitely seemed like something like that would be made over here as like a toy gun like it was just off enough to where you know like so the parents are like oh this isn't a real thing don't be alarmed like it had an extended I, I, I don't know what the proper term is I'll just say like an, an extended snout yeah uh, you know what I mean oh here it is it's it's it is it's a fictional gun. They mocked up a, oh. uh, a 357 Desert Eagle to to look like a new gun, and and it's that 9.2 millimeter, which he mentions as being the most powerful handgun. And then Jim Belushi corrects him and says, "No, no, it's a 44 Magnum." Yeah. Why do they mock it up though? Why do they make it uh, like, especially if they're kind of calling out for what it actually is? Like, why? Well, no, no, no. I think that's a made-up caliber. Yeah, 
It says the Makarov, which is a real Russian handgun, is chambered in a a 9.2 millimeter round, but it's certainly far from the most powerful handgun. I'll tell you that. But that's probably why they picked. I mean, it was so distracting that. Yeah. Yeah, it was so distracting that I felt stupid. Like it was like this. Okay, this looks so weird. This actually has to probably be a real thing. I'm just not a gun nut, so I have no idea. I'm probably obviously never seen this gun before, but like it's such a weird, distinct model. Like. You know, like it's almost one of those things. Like, well, it's so bizarre; it has to be real. You yeah. Know? But no, apparently not. Yeah, it looks like a fucking space pistol from was, Moscow. So, so basically, now that in some still pictures, I can see it a little better. It's basically a, a mocked-up Desert Eagle. Yeah. She's a Desert Eagle. Yeah, Unless which is already it. pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. But they're not even using the full size one. They're using the Desert Eagle 357, not the 50 AE, you know. Hmm, maybe they couldn't get the 50 AE, so they're like, fuck it. We'll put a little extender on it. Make yeah. it, you know. It says the director wanted a, a P38, uh, a Walther, but bigger and meaner. A P38 on steroids. So movie armor, Tim LaFrance built three guns. He named the Hollywood Eagle. Used the Desert Eagle 357 MK1 pistols as a base and had to modify the profile. So basically, they were trying to make it look like a giant Walther P38. Well, here's what's interesting about it, too, because I'm just thinking about it being 88, and he does fire it a few times, and I know they're probably blinks, but that's still a opera- that's an operating weapon, right? Because, like, he, sh- he shoots it a couple times, doesn't he? Um... Yeah, like, uh, and this would have been before CGI. So yeah, now exactly. Now like I wasn't really paying attention that closely, but now whether or not it's capable of handling real ammo, who knows? But yeah, it yeah. certainly it was certainly firing blanks. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like I was going to say, like I wasn't. Of course, I didn't realize that this was a fictional gun when we were watching it. But like I didn't pay attention. But did you see like you know the blast from the you know. The, the chamber firing yeah I'm probably saying all that wrong you know it's trying to get at you know yeah because it wasn't just sound effects like it actually showed like the point of view of schwarzenegger firing it and it looked like it was like him actually firing it. yeah and not just a sound effect and a you know a cheap like what we would use today is like you know obviously some after effects plugin to to just add something to in there yeah yeah but, Wild mill, wild, wild film. It know? was. And uh, I, I appreciate you uh, enlightening me and, uh, you know, broadening my uh, Schwarzenegger horizons, you know? No problem. Like I said, I feel like this is another underrated one. Like, you know, like like every, everything we said is true. It's not a perfect film, but like it, it does its goal. It's It's cool. It's fun. You know? I guess for me, though, like, it's, yeah, it is those things, but, like, I guess, like, for the type of film of his that I just, like, just get overexcited, like, oh, this is way, way, way crazy. Like, it definitely has moments of um, of it, but, like, the perfect Schwarzenegger film, in my eyes, is Commando. Because that's just when it's insanely nuts of, like, him just, you know... Lifting cars and you know See, dropping. That's what I'm saying. That's why that's a from holding them from a feet, a foot. Yeah. 
Don't get me wrong, Commando's awesome, but I, I don't know. This one's slightly more grounded in reality, and I think that's why I like it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it slightly is, but it's still like not fully grounded in reality. So it's just kind of like, all right, if you're not going to, if you, if let's just get, get rid of reality. And that's like the best fucking Schwarzenegger film yeah. when he's just, he's just chopping logs and like just hold, like hold, holding a whole like fucking whole tree. tree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's my Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's the one I want to see. You know, that makes me want to get to the chopper to watch Commando. Yeah, I'm sorry. We could go on a huge tangent here about Schwarzenegger's library and independent opinions about each one individually, so on and so forth. But yeah, but if yeah. you so maybe this was a good one. This is decent. Yeah, and, and I'm always glad to shine light on a, a lesser known one. I haven't seen this one in years. The last time I saw it, and I don't even think I saw it in its entirety. Yeah. It was just on TV years yeah. ago. You know, if we yeah, if we um found ourselves at odds here you know i would have to find i would have to find my way of saying that you know you were right this was a good watchable schwarzenegger film it's almost as if like i got served you know um which is gonna be uh uh, similar to the feeling that i feel like you're gonna have after i serve you our next film uh that we're gonna watch um next time called you got served have Uh, you seen this uh, this fine film john no, because that definitely does not seem like the kind of thing I would have watched when <laughs> I remember when it came out. But you, but, but you gotta, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's a rare rare treat. It's a good one. All right, yes, sir. And if I'm not mistaken, I mean it's been a minute, but it's uh, you get to see Wayne Brady in a more dramatic role. So this is a uh, if okay. if it's one I'm thinking of, I could be totally wrong. Or is well, it Wayne viewers. Brady, or is it Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, we'll find out. We'll we'll save episode. that surprise for next episode. So, uh, viewers, we are serving you up our episode on Red Heat. Uh, yeah, that wasn't as funny as I'd hoped. But. Yeah. You you've been you got served heat that was red. <laughs> Not really a movie title you can make too many jokes with. Ready? Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. All right. Anything else you wanted to uh, contribute? No, um, uh, I think my opinions on Red Heat are, are well known now. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a raw deal. <laughs> Clever. for a second serving of this season three dear listener yes we had ourselves a enigmatic time watching the effervescent red heat if you ask me to describe what effervescent or enigmatic mean at this moment I would not be able to do so but I'm 65% sure I use them in some correct way or another. Nevertheless, 
we enjoyed ourselves watching old Jimmy Belushi and Arnie Schwarzenegger go toe to toe, head to head, chest to chest, if you will, figuring out who's the tougher cup, who's the looser of the cannons. You know, who's who's the 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 cop that gets it done better? Chicago PD or a Russian Soviet Union air government official? To be honest, as I mentioned earlier uh, throughout this episode. I'm quite ignorant uh, in all things Russia, but most importantly, the uh, the varying degrees of which um, they have officers. Uh, this movie did uh, did little to inform me. All I could tell was it's just one type of government official uh, for all of of uh, Soviet Union. It's just the uh, the same guy that can, you know, punch you in the face and take the coke right out of your wooden leg might also be delivering you mail. I suspect that's perhaps not how it went then, or even more so now, but how could I know? I do wish that the filmmakers taught me more about what it meant for Arnold Schwarzenegger, the oh-so-believable Russian. What it was like for him being a Russian in America, rather than just the, the tropes of him being a, a giant buff fish out of water. Because honestly, everything that they were, you know, presenting towards his character was just really you know, playing up the Arnold Schwarzenegger Austrian out of water and then applying that basically just, you know, exchanging Austrian for Russian and then it's, you know, my point being is that it wasn't really a huge character leap for the man, unfortunately. I would, I would like to see, um, would like to see something that made him believable as Russian, other than his haircut. Which, to be honest, I gotta, I gotta assume there's a Austrian or two today that rocks that, that flat top. Hey man, those, those, those tops, flat or not, those styles of haircuts, they, they come and they go, alright? For all I know, they could be, they could be in right now. Whether you're watching this the day that it airs, or hey, maybe 300 years in the future and it's still on the internet. Maybe flat tops are in again. So. Anyways. Jim Belushi. You know, I feel like that guy catches a lot of flack because, uh, unfortunately he ain't no John. But it ain't like he tries to be either, you know? It's gotta be hard for a little brother to, uh, 
to try, you know, outshine the the rock star older brother's shadow. Shadows shine. Anyways, it's older brother John Belushi cast a huge shadow, and then just about when his you couldn't think his shadow could get any huger, the man just ups and kicks the bucket, which tragic, obviously no doubt. But he also got a feel for for Jim, because like, yes, his his brother was a a renowned comedian and movie star, but now he's he's almost a martyr for comedy. How the hell can you compete with that? I certainly couldn't. So I feel for Jim Belushi, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. I know I'm gonna lose whatever negative cool points I already had. Growing up watching According to Jim with my dad, great memories. And the uh, the actor who plays his best friend in that show, Andy, phenomenal, hilarious guy as well. That guy should be in more things. And it sucks that I don't even know his actual name, but hilarious blonde, thick fellow. You know, I should go back and watch with, uh, uh, According to Jim and see what he accords, because, you know what? I suspect it might actually, you know, be a, a better nostalgia watch than uh, when I decided to go back and watch uh, all that in Good Burger. Though I still am a, a fan of Keenan Thompson, the actor. I am not so much a fan of Brian Hickey, some movie taste buds when he was... 7 to 11 years old. All trash. Hogwater. It's as if Nickelodeon was producing things for children. <laughs> and like a, an adult watching it would find it unbearable. I mean, what were they thinking? <laughs> Once again, we hope you enjoyed tuning in to this episode with us. And we hope you stick along for the ride. As next week, we will be showing You Got Served. And I don't even mean legally. Though I do think it is possible that if Omarion or Marcus Hewson were to hit you with a dance move so hard, I think that is the equivalent of notifying you that you have to show up for court. So be aware of that. Whether you get served with legal documents or a sweet sick ass dance move, you better follow up on that because <laughs> let me tell you, the courts don't play. And in closing as always, I'd like to say, Como se llama hermana? Lo siento, Palapento. Good night, all my North Texans. And sweet, sweet, sweetest of dreams, my fellow Angelinos. This has been another episode of The Big Boys Podcast. Boys is 
is a podcast produced by Not So Funny or Proud Productions. The team consists of co-hosts, co-producers, and co-editors Brian Hickey and John Sorrells, better known as John the Great. For more information about the duo or this show, please visit us at bigboyspodspot.com or feel free to take a gander at our production page, notsofunnyorproud.com. Look us up on social media and follow us at Big Boys Podspot. New episodes drop every Thursday on every popular podcast hosting platform known to man. So please be sure to like, subscribe, vibe, describe, contrive, confide, collide, abide, preside, tell your tribe, and most importantly, do prescribe. Me and Elixir for talking at the side of my neck.